Taco Brothers Podcast. Ask about me. Ask about me. Where two brothers from another mother come together to talk about what's going on in urban pop culture, sports, music, health, and real issues that face our community. These people here, what they do, they for real. All straight with no chaser and a splash of comedy. <laughs> Very funny. This is Talk, Talk, Talk of Brothers Podcast. Let's get this thing going. And now your hosts, Gody and Smash. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Go Deep. And it's your boy, Smash, coming at you. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of Tucker Brothers Podcast. What's going on, Smash, bro? How you living today, man? Man, living good. Back in your hood. Well, part of your hood. The state of Texas and San Antonio. Oh, the state of Texas. I was saying, man, you in, you in Houston? I wish. <laughs> Just pop up at the door. Well, right. Yeah. Ring the, you know what's going to happen when you pop up my door without announcing yourself, right? I, I ain't. And you're going to get to your door because you live in that gated community. <laughs> <laughs> but if you happen like, to get hey. past the guard, you still wouldn't get in. Why? Man, that's why I move way out here, man. I want people to, to not pop up on me unexpectedly. If I want company, I'll ask for company. I don't matter. I, I might pop up anyway to get a real close inspection of this grass you claim hey, is so Hey, man, good. my grass is plush. It ain't I mean, better than listen, mine. Listen, man, though. my grass is so plush. The neighbor let her toddler let her let her toddler walk across the glass and she got lost. That's how plush it is, <laughs> brother. <laughs> my my grass so green it looked like astro. Nah, we, we remember we did the comparison, and and your grass, it's, it's no comparison, bro. You like you got that old fescue grass, that stuff that just <laughs> <laughs> look like little plants, green plants nah, growing out the yard. It was the sun. The sun was. The sun was shining on it, so it, it was, was gleaming. It you know was the glare, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it depends. You take a camera, you take a picture with a Android or or iPhone. You know, it's go, you're gonna get different comparisons. Well, we ain't gonna start that argument. Oh, like, I'm, I'm Android all day. I'm iPhone all day. But I got iPhone products. But I mean, I or Apple products. I guess I should say iPhone products. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got a couple. Well, iPhone. But, <laughs> I just can't pay that money for him, man. It's too much. What's been going on? What you doing in San Antonio, man? Working? Always working, bro. You know what I mean? You know, I ain't gonna stop working till I. Well, I, I, that's a lie. But uh, I'm always working. <laughs> I was about to say I ain't gonna stop working till I die. No, I'm, I'm gonna stop working as soon as I can retire. Right, but um, nah, man. Just just out here working, man. Doing some evaluations on some stuff, and pretty much really just networking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Any ticket, ticket, in, uh, any sights and sounds? Nah, they say it's uh, something that that's similar to uh, New Orleans Mardi Gras. They call it Fiesta out here. Uh huh. And they say that's pretty big. And they were like, go down there to it. They were like, you got to experience, you got to experience it. Then I, all the locals say that. Then I'd be like, y'all going? Nah, I ain't getting in that mess. <laughs> I'm like, then why should I go? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, but you should take it in. Man. I mean, it's, it's just like when I went home for Mardi Gras. Right, I hadn't been home from Mardi Gras in so long, so I was really excited about it. And I called, you know, some friends, some families, and they was like, "Nah, we're not going. We're gonna watch it from TV." Cause you lived it, you know what I'm saying? You've been in it all this time, so many times. You just saw it a thousand times over, so you can care less to see it. You know, that's just a native. But for a visitor, yeah, you, you partake in that, man. Go, 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 enjoy it for a second. You, you never know. I mean, I do. I, I like Santa. Antonio, man, it's a great place. The food is great, but that's the thing. I come to San Antonio, 
You know what I'm saying? And I I leave a little heavier than I, I ride. Right. <laughs> so you like Charles Barkley hold true, right? The Cheerios. How many Cheerios did you eat? No, I don't eat no Cheerios, but I get the real Tex-Mex, if you want to call it. The real, They got barbecue out here, too. So it's, it's the best of both worlds. Cause I love barbecue, as y'all know, and it, and and I love um, Mexican food. I always told my wife, had I not married her, I might would have married me a, a Mexican woman just for a, or a Latino woman just for a, the cooking, the food, the loan. <laughs> yeah, shoot. What did you eat? What was good? Um, uh, so they took us to a barbecue spot, and I'm hard on barbecue when you when you can do it yourself. You know, you're a little hard on them. Yeah. And I'm just I wasn't feeling these places, but. Mexican food and you know I keep it simple man you know fajitas and quesadillas I know that ain't real Mexican food to a lot of people but I, li- I like it and when people can and when you get that authentic where they in there uh, mashing it with the pet was the pedestal or whatever it's called you know the little concrete yeah. bowl they making the tortillas fresh and oh yeah from scratch that was oh, that yeah, should have been man. good that's good stuff bro uh, had went to this one little joint uh, um the mom and daughter let you it's a, it's a hole in the wall good as hell though they let you in the uh, kitchen to see how they cooking it really yeah okay so it's cool man you know I, I like it out here it's just the traffic San Antonio starting to get uh, overpopulated but I guess Texas like that too just period huh yeah I mean we well Houston is fourth largest city in America so you know it's crowded it's crazy here but a lot of people uh, San Antonio is blowing up. My sister moved there, and um, she's seen growth like crazy. So she's moving to a brand new suburb out there, and it, it's growing. It's it's growing rapidly, and I just think that's just Texas. Period. I think everybody's moving to Texas. No, you know, you have no stat, no state tax and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, it's either here or Florida, and I, a lot of people don't seem to care for Florida like that. Nah, and y'all got um, Texas. Well. Texas has got the same weather as Florida, although y'all have, like you were saying, I didn't know till I came out here and I kind of experienced what you were saying that y'all get uh, all seasons in, in one day. In one day, yeah. It'll, it'll <laughs> rain, it'll be hot, it'll get cold. Yep. <laughs> you and get, it's you been get like all that. that. Yeah, that's, that's that's around this time of time of year. You'll get all that kind of foolishness going on. So you, you'll you see a lot of people coming to work with the flu and all kind of illnesses because they're just not thoroughly prepared. Yeah, but it's, you know it's all good for me. I'm 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 good. You know, what I'm saying anything, as long as there ain't snow on the ground, I, I can roll with it. Yeah, you yeah, you know my feelings about that. If if I gotta cut grass in the summertime and shovel snow in the winter, I'll pass. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm gonna pass on that one. Got to do that outdoor chores over and over again all year long. No, thank you. I just cut the grass uh, the other day, man. Before I left, I was out there uh, cutting the grass, and I was like, "Man, this feel good." I, I didn't mind doing it. I ain't do the best job because I just had to get it done. But when I go back, man, that see, grass, whew, it's gonna look like a green poop. See, that's gonna be a problem. Like, you see, can just you dive into it. Still won't be able to touch my grass, but that's here nor there. All right, yeah, we might have to. We might have to uh, come back and uh, post some pictures and let the <laughs> let, let the let the listeners let decide. the listeners decide, right? Well, I'm gonna win that hands down, no doubt. But Ooh. but okay. so check it out, man. I'm at work and coworkers were talking, and 
they were having a discussion and I used it and I, I'm gonna tell you like this I was ear hustling I wasn't partaking in the conversation because I, I don't really get into the you know the co-worker conversation especially when they get on that personal level I don't really get into it like that um, but one conversation that I overheard was that one co-worker was telling another co-worker that you're calling your kids too much you're calling your kid too much. So this has been an ongoing conversation for weeks and weeks and weeks. So I was like, so, you know what? Go so ahead. So when you say coddling, like, what do you mean? Like, just a quick breakdown for the listeners. Like, just a, um, for those of us who don't have, when, have a, say know. Say things like when your kids try, they won't, vocabulary. they won't try things. They won't try things until completion they'll give up before gotcha. they even try you know they gotcha gotcha they get old eat they'll have anxiety so-called anxiety um mm. you know they they need to be rescued yeah. all the time they make mistakes and they want to be <laughs> they don't abide by the rules and they want to make mistakes and want to be rescued after okay. making mistakes they think people not being fair you know just the common yeah. common okay symptoms of coddling you know, so no, I'm with you. I'm with you. So my question is, when is coddling too much coddling? And also, mm-hmm. part of the conversation was, should you or shouldn't you not allow your kids to fail? So you should you rescue your kids before they fail because you think that failure is going to be catastrophic to their ego or to their or ruin their personality, or whatever the case may be. So. When do you think Colin is too much Colin? And should your kids be allowed to fail? Um man, this might this might get personal for me. <laughs> um hopefully, you know, my wife. I mean, we we talked about this before, but like some I think Colin depends it would depend on the maturity of that particular child. Uh-huh. Because some do need more coddling further in maturity than others so um like so so before you go what's good coddling let's get let's let's define good coddling um damn (laughs) exactly good coddling is just (laughs) good coddling is just like um i don't know i get I, i for me it would be being there for them to go into the second part of what you're saying being there for them when they do fail you know what I'm saying uh-huh. like so I, I got daughters as you know um, so I'm not a good coddler my wife is and she coddles too much because I'll tell them like hey y'all come see me when y'all finish crying because it's nothing that I can do for you while you're crying like I can't solve your problem while you're crying and as dads I think that's what we always try to do solve the problem get it over let's get get through this and doom go to the next thing right mom seemed to want to baby him and and hold him and i and my personal opinion is that it's the mom's coddle uh-huh. because i don't know if it's a maternal thing and they just don't want to see their baby hurt but like sometimes you just gotta let you gotta let them hey like hey you suck sorry like this ain't you know what i'm saying like i tell my daughters all the time Y'all weren't given the gift to sing. So when y'all singing around the house and you got your headphones on, although it may sound good to you and you feeling in a good mood, that shit sucks to me. Like, I'm tired of hearing you sing. I got, I'm cutting up the TV louder. Every time I cut it up, you're getting loud. But anyway, that's another story. But anyway, um, 
I think Colin, man. Ah, oh, man, this is a tough question, honestly. Like, I think, <laughs> I think Colin is when you walking him through every step uh-huh. of a situation. That that's too much, Colin. I, I mean, what's, what's your perspective on it, though? Um, I think, I think it's kind of different, and I'm. I'm I guess I'm gonna say I think it's two different types of coddling right I mean you coddle your boys and your girls differently you mm-hmm. know if, if it's a um, if they fall down and hurt themselves coddle you know make them feel wait good. wait I don't, I don't think so like uh, I think it's different well, if you I'm, got I'm boys not, and girls I'm not saying I'm not saying call them to the point of making big ordeal out of it but if they fall and hurt themselves you want to you want to make them feel like hey you know it's okay it's all right now when they get melodramatic and getting overboard then the collar stops you get what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. but if they're if 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 you're teaching a kid and the conversation with with the with the co-workers were they were she was fighting with her kid about about grades all the time right about having better study habits and, and doing this kind of stuff and, and pre-warning her child about making good grades okay, okay. And, and and showing them showing her how to different study techniques and different habits and, and, the, and the, the kid would keep saying I got it I got it and then the kid would fail right and yeah. then they turn around and tell the kid it's okay to, it's okay it's gonna be okay right for me, I'm sitting at my desk like, heck no, nah, I'm not calling that kid. If I didn't told you a thousand times what not to do and what to do, and then you decide to take it upon yourself to do it the way that you want to do it, then there's no room for calling. That it's time for constructive criticism at this point. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't, no, I, I told you, and I've showed you techniques of doing it, and you chose to do it a different way. Now it's time for me to not coddle. But the parent slash coworker wanted to continue the calling and which happens is this happened say like in august and we're now in what may i mean april and the child is getting the same results basically so based off that scenario i am i would have to agree with you because i I probably was like that like my mom would tell me certain things Uh and she's like you need to do this like use your example for uh instance like hey use these study um these study examples on how to get better grades how to retain stuff whatever right uh-huh. but i'm being hard-headed i want to do it my way there comes a point where you got to be like like you said with con- constructive criticism there comes a point where you got to be like look you 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 want to do it your way do it your way and you'll see and it's so funny because i've done that so much in my life that when i do talk to my mom I'll go back to her and I'll have the same situation or scenario with my kids. And I'm telling my mom, like, you know, I didn't understand it then, but I appreciate what you did for me back then because you, you know what I'm saying? You allowed me to go out and like, like I said, I'm, I'm keep going into your second part. You allowed me to go out and fail because, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's one of those things like you, you're going to have that one kid that listens to you. And they gonna do everything, and they and you like, all right, this this the kid that I'm gonna leave my will to, cause I know they gonna handle business. Uh-huh. But um, but then you gonna have that one kid that just want to do it their way, hard headed, and that's the one that you gotta let fail because they don't appreciate it now, but in the end they will appreciate it. But 
the coddling, you just got to stop. You got to you got to get hardcore with these kids, and that's the problem because when they get into the real world, exactly. nobody's gonna nobody's gonna coddle them. Like you're the boss, whoever they work for, whatever coworker, they ain't gonna coddle them. You know, they're gonna be like, oh shit, you messed up. Like right, sorry. I mean, so that's my whole and that's and see that's my train of thought. It's like. I'm thinking it from, and and I'm a man, so you know we have that. We don't. We're not as nurturing as a mother, right? And so right. that's that's the dynamic where I appreciate my wife because yeah, I can't go overboard sometimes, you know, and she can right, right. subside, you know, she can step in and and kind of level the playing field when it comes to college. But my whole thinking is, it's like OJT on the job training. Right? right so i want to be able to i want to teach you i want you to learn and then i want you to execute right i want to teach you i want to learn and i want you to execute it and now if you start and i can observe and i can see where you're where you're making mistakes but i don't want right. you to i don't want you to quit before you even try i want you to try and if you fail then we'll fix the mistakes and then we'll move forward and then the next time we come to the same situation then you should be building that confidence and 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 learning how to accomplish these tasks you know just right. you know chores i don't i don't make my kids do chores because i don't want to do them well partially that's true i don't want to do them. <laughs> <laughs> but i also want to teach responsibility i want them right. to to be able to for every action there's a reaction right for everything that yeah. you do wrong as a consequence for everything that you do right there's a reward or you know so I want to to give the kid. I want to give my kids that ability to understand the dynamics of how that applies to their normal lives. But then okay. some, sometimes I, I when I listen to them, it just seems like as as and mind you, she's a single parent, so she's got a lot on her plate. You know, she's trying to be mom and daddy, all this kind of good stuff. But even then, you got to know when to wear the hat, wear that particular hat. You know, it can't be all, right. it can't be the extreme of one and, and then the, or the extreme of the other. It has to be some kind of medium. Um, for, and then and sometimes I, I believe that even with my kids, yeah, we're a two parent home, but sometimes I think I'm overly aggressive and not coddle, and I should be coddling, where sometimes I think she's overly aggressive with coddling when she shouldn't. So it's just trying to find that natural blend of, of what, what's right and what's wrong with calling your kids and when it's time to let them be independent versus you know you walking them hand by you know walking them by their hand and 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 seeing it through yeah it's i mean it it, it can be a tough uh line to you know delineate from but it's just like man like you i, I think I'm, I'm a big proponent of letting your kids fail because to me, the way I learn is from failing. You know what I'm saying? Like if people hold my hand, then that's a that becomes an expectation. Right. So I expect this to happen or that to happen because my whole life I've always seen people do this for me. But exactly. In, re in reality, that's not how it is. So like, you have to you have to allow your kids to fail. Like I tell people all the time, and then I got another uh, one other thing to make to that uh, person at work but um, well now I gotta make it cause I lost my train of thought but anyway <laughs> ask that <laughs> cause I was on the 
gold here, people. I'm just telling you, I was on to some gold, but I lost my train of thought. But as that uh, that female coworker that you're talking about, ask her if she would like her significant other. How would she feel if she had to uh, coddle her significant other every day, all day? Right. You know what I mean? She wouldn't like that. And and I there's a quote from John Maxwell that says. It said that a wise person learns from his mistakes. A wiser one learns from others' mistakes. But the wisest person of all learns from others' success. And I try to always apply that that type of thinking. You get what I'm saying? Whereas I want you to learn from I want you I want you to learn from your mistakes and I want you to watch be observant of like I'm always telling my my younger kids like it's always a battle with my oldest oldest son. You're right. I'm trying to teach him to be a leader, be a better, you know, be a better leader for his for his brothers inside the house and outside the house. And for everything that he does more, then his reward is bigger, right? And then I tell the younger kids the same thing, but at the same time, are you learning from your old? Are you learning from each other's mistakes? If he makes a mistake, are you learning from it? If either one of them make a mistake, are you learning from it, right? And then, and then at the end of the day, the things that they're doing successful, are you are things are people around you or people that you you know that you meet or greet every day, are you learning from their success, right? Because you you're not just learning from failure, you're not just learning from others' failures, but you got to also take it to success at at the same time. So when I always think about that quote, and I always quote it to them, and they look at me like I'm crazy because I'm always with them. I'm always <laughs> quoting something, right? Just to yeah. try to hammer home my point. <laughs> but <laughs> that to me, it tells me that it's a one. It's, it's okay, parents. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to allow your kids oh, yeah. to fail. It's okay because they have to. How can if they always succeed at everything? And like you said, if they succeed at everything and you help them succeed, then they're going to expect that to happen when they get out in the real world, right? So I got, I got a question for you because I, I know you are big into uh, coaching and um, not only raising your 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 children, but also helping to, you know, broaden other children as a youth and in football when you be coached. So... And I, I, I'm pretty much know the answer to this, but I'm just gonna ask anyway. Do you coddle your football players? Yes and no. And that's a good answer. And I want you to elaborate because I, <laughs> I agree. I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So it's if, dependent. If we we're talking about. I, I'll give you the course of of, of a season and try to round this out real fast. Beginning this, <laughs> say, the first three weeks of practice, there's gonna be a lot of coddling and a lot of teaching, right? right. And it's gonna be a, you'll get away with a whole lot because you're learning, you, you know, learning, you, you building that learning curve. Now when we get to the point where the next three weeks, I'm, it's gonna be more independent. Okay, let's see where, where you are with thinking, right? Because I'm, I'm big on, if you can think, then you can play. And mm -hmm. if, if you gotta, if I have to always tell you what to do, then, then you can't play for me because I can't get on the field and play for you. So I have to need somebody who, who can get out there and think and execute like they're supposed to execute. Then it comes to the time where now we're gonna use these failures, where we win a game, whether we lose a game, I'm always gonna find something. I'm gonna point out your positive, and I'm big on this, man. I'm big on this. I'm big on what's called build, break, build, right? So I'm gonna and build. I, 
I Go. use your I you you told me that and I use your philosophy in a lot of my lessons. I, that build break build, I use that. And it works, don't it? It does, it does. Because I want to build you up, okay, and then I want to take constructive criticism and tear you down. Not to the point where you where you feeling, you know, you feel less than or anything like that, but I wanna then I'm gonna turn back around and build you back up. So that I'm always using that. Yep. Even with my with my with my players, I'm using that with my family. I'm using that at at the at work because at the end of the day, build big real. I'm giving you two positive to your one negative, right? So that means every time I tell you, I talk to you in this in a constructive manner, you always hear more positive than you hear negatives. Okay, so I, I want to, oh, yeah. and that's when I look at this Kyle and I listen to them and I listen how. And I, I can't tell nobody how to raise their kids. Whatever works for you, it works for you. But I just think some things are just detrimental to a kid's growth if you're not allowing them to fail. I want they have to fail in order to learn. And they have to be aware of, of their surroundings of people that are failing or succeeding and take and take le learning lessons from that as well. Oh, no, I, I agree with you, bro. I agree with you. Um because I use your build, break, build uh, philosophy. Um, and to me, the break part in there, because like you were saying, you give two positive and one negative, right? The the um, the the break in there is not a negative, in my opinion. It's to keep that person humble. Right. Because I look at it like this. Let's, let's say I say, like, I know... You're the greatest. I mean, let's let's just keep it simple. Let's say I'm talking to, like, my daughter, Heaven. She can bake, right? Uh -huh. So I say, like, you know what I'm saying? I know she can bake. She's good. And if I keep telling her she's good, she's going to think that everything that she makes is good. But, the, you know, like, if I tell her, like, oh, man, you know what? This is good, but it could use a little bit more sugar. Next time, you might want to do this. You might want to do that. Add this. Add that. Take this away then that's going to keep her humble because now she's going to be like, okay, it was good, but I need to work on this. But if you never give them a goal to obtain, even when they reach one goal, then they're never going to want to be better than what they are. You right. know, they're going to settle for mediocre and then yeah. we're going to have a lot of mediocre people running around here. Exactly. So, I mean, it's even like when my kids come home and, and I know, I know that he's, he, are, you know, one of them are struggling in math. And they and they started off with a with a seventy. Just this, they, they, it's not that they don't they just don't understand it, right? Yeah. So they come home with the seventy, and they're like, "Dad, I, I pulled my grade up from from a sixty nine to a 70. and I know you're struggling." And I'm like, "That's great, but you still should need, you still need to bring home that beat, right? Because right. I, I we don't I just I just I think everybody should be able to make a beat. I, that's just me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, man. It may be I mean, a, it may be a stretch, but no. But, but hear me out. I think if if you can see a kid struggling at something and they really putting their all their heart and their effort in it, and wherever they fall, that's where they fall, right? Because I mean, I remember me sitting in college and I took statistics, which I call statistics, because it was just the craziest course that I ever took in my life, and the professor read off the grades and were like. X, Y, Z, mid, A, B, C, you know, and, and he got to me and I made a C and I just jumped up for joy. Like, ah, I made a C, you know, but that's because I knew I just didn't get it. 
You know what I'm saying? No matter how much I study, no matter how much yeah. I, I try to enrich myself in this subject, I just didn't get it. Right? Yeah. So so with my kids, I understand that sometimes you just don't get it. And if you fall at that C, when I what I'm pushing you to get the B. So that but in turn, it's the, the, the game of psychology, I guess, is to push them to keep trying harder, not to just settle. Because if I say, well, you tried your best and that's all you got then okay and then we we are where we are but if i keep pushing them they're going to keep trying harder and harder and they're going to keep bumping against that wall but i know that you gave it your all you know right and no i, I agree with you 100 but to for me i want to know for your second part of this question when is failure not an option to you Failure is, I mean, failure is, failure, failure, I don't want to say it's not an option, but I don't want you to believe, I don't want anybody who's around me or who, who I'm in a leadership role with that person or I'm mentoring somebody to, to let them allow them to think that failure is an option. I want you to try your best. I want you to give it your all. I want you to try exhaust your your resources exhaust all the energy and all your thinking process and whatever it takes to get that goal accomplished i want you to give it your all now when you fail then yeah i'm going to be there to comfort you and explain to you why you failed you gave it your all you did your best but your best just wasn't good enough but i, I don't never want somebody to to feel like failure is an option because you should never look at failure as an option you should look at okay what did i do wrong and use that that failure as a building block for going into the next episode or whatever you're going whatever you're encountering within your life as far as whatever you're trying to do yeah no i i mean i agree and i had this thing like um i had this little philosophy that i have because like a lot of times a lot of people always try to say that people are leader and no matter what realm you're in, they try to say that Not true. everybody's a leader. Not and true. I don't agree with that. I, I'm told all it. You know how the, how the saying goes? Is sometimes you have not enough Indians and too many chiefs. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I agree. Like, and, and, and then it goes into the old debate. Are leaders born or are leaders made? I mean, that's just your train of thought, however you want to think that. But right. I think that a lot of people are lead. I, I, I think that people are leaders uh -huh. but it depends in what capacity you know what i'm saying like you may be a leader at football coaching right right but you may just be by choice a worker at work so right we you know what i'm saying like we have to we have to be able to distinct and and so that's when i look at like okay if you fail at this that's good for you but for me because me in this situation i don't look at failure as an option because i have to i have, have to succeed at this it's it's just me that's just me like i have to succeed at this there's no only thing i accept failure at for myself is math because i suck <laughs> at math i suck at math when you throw when you put numbers and letters together in math uh -huh. and you ask me to come up with a question i suck right i know this so but, but i you, know that i'm gonna fail but you think but about but you think about that like for me i'm the same way I, and, and 
I know my struggles. I know my weak points is in math. I know that I'm the same way. But I'm not as hard on them and as critical on, on them or anybody I'm dealing with when it comes to that because algebra is not practical. You don't use that every right. day. You get what I'm saying? So You don't use that shit ever in life. <laughs> you know, Except math class. If you're a rocket scientist, then yes, I want you to know all your all your equations i want you to know all that stuff because that's where it's it's practical at right but in everyday life we don't use algebra but i definitely want them to know how to add subtract multiply divide you know i want definitely want them to be able to, to read a worded math question and be able to, to dissect and comprehend what the question is saying to answer the to answer the question but yeah. you know but science reading english social studies there is no excuse because it's all to me it's all reading and comprehension right read it understand and comprehend what you're reading and regurgitate the information so I'm, I'm i'm more strict on that than anything else but right. I, I don't think it's okay to fail oh yeah it's okay to fail but i don't want you to all i don't i just don't want anybody who's around me or associated with me to not try you know, give yeah. nothing beats a failure but a try. If you try your hardest, then you're gonna succeed. You know, my my middle son, well, my youngest son, um, really great athlete, really really good athlete, right? But he didn't he didn't want to apply himself when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling him, you know, you you, you know, Jalen, you got you can do this, you can do that, you can do this. But he didn't he just couldn't see it. And part of it was me because i'm pushing him but then when he got in middle school he just thrived because he was away from me i wasn't pushing him and he had somebody else to you know help i guess they they reinforced what i said but then my daddy said yeah. that and now was somebody else saying it, and i'm like look scratching my head like now he likes yeah. to work out now he likes to go to practice now he likes the games but when he was younger he didn't like none of it but he, i he- he gained that other perspective. Yeah, I, I guess, but but at the same time, I'm glad that he realized that, and he has other things that he likes. And I, I want yeah. them to in, involve himself. He likes to quiet. He likes acting. He likes, you know. Now he likes he likes the sports that he participates in. But as a kid, he was just like fighting tooth and nail. And I'm trying to expose them to different things so that they can find their their path. You know what I'm saying? We're right. not always not always about a wicked jump shot. Or singing and dancing, shucking and jiving. You know, you want to, to expose them to a lot of other things. But at the same time, I wasn't to the point where I was just a, like being a helicopter parent, like just on their kids, over hovering over their kids 100%, on their teachers 100%. I want them to give them enough rope to per se, not say hang themselves, but hang themselves to the point where they get a chance to fail, experience failure and see oh, what failure yeah. feels like. And then we can sit down and talk about it. Did Now, how did that feel? It didn't feel good, did it? No. Okay, so now let's try it this way. Because a lot of times, especially with my oldest son, he's so bright that he's to the point where he thinks me and my wife were born this big, right? They He knows everything. And he's a bright kid. And, and part of that comes from because he, he is intelligent. He kind of thinks that mom and daddy's not that intelligent you know but at some point in time you got to realize that there's a lot of this world 
that you had an experience that we had and that you have to learn from these lessons you know so no i i understand that 100 percent, man and i i mean i think we're on the same page i think you know what i'm saying it's it's all right to look at people or kids fail because we have to that's part of life that's the only way they're gonna they're gonna appreciate the parenting that you're providing to them because they're gonna understand later in life they you i don't expect them to to understand it as a child because i didn't but later in life they'll be like oh i'm glad my mom or dad allowed me to go through this so i would be able to understand now when i'm teaching my kids so yeah i, I agree with you 100 yeah but man. you know as a kid we we were the same and i i kind of give them a pass to a certain extent because i remember me doing that i remember me oh, being yeah. like that right and the consequences were a whole lot harsher mm-hmm. than what i'm de- what i'm you know giving out so but i i want them to and sitting in that conversation and listening, well, I wasn't in the conversation, I was ear hustling, but sitting there <laughs> listening to them talk, and it was like one single parent to another single parent, um, more coddling techniques, right? The, the, the mm-hmm. conversation of letting them spread their wings and fly a little bit and fail was never in the conversation, you know? And it's, okay. it, it's kind of, surprise me that you don't want to want your kids to fail you don't want to see right. your kids learn a, a a lesson about failing well i wanted to say like why not but you know i didn't want to get in into it like that because you know they could be ultra sensitive sometimes yeah no i, I agree with you 100 man 100 so yeah i'm nah kids kids need to know how to fail and you gotta, you know, take off, rip the bandaid off. Sometimes you, you can't just rip it off. <laughs> yeah, rip it off. So and then pour some, so, then pour some alcohol on. So let me ask you this question. Going to this question, do you think it's a detriment for a kid if in a in a because we always we always shed you know society sheds lights on light on that. A kid will be reared better or per se better in a in a, a two-parent home versus a single parent home. Do you think a two-parent home can be a can be a hindrance to a kid at, at, to a certain extent where you get that mother-father dynamic in the mix? Nah, I, I won't say I wouldn't say it'd be a hindering because I, I'd be like it it's more um it's better for the I would say it's better for the kid because now you you get at least a different side of it because typically the mother and the father aren't on the same page on that type of aspect of raising a child you all the time I mean all the time yeah. right yeah so but if you like me I grew up in a single parent household and I love my mom to death but me and my sister are test it's like she taught us how to be hard like we we don't have feelings like you cry we don't give a fuck you know what I'm saying? Like you, you crying. Like, what is crying gonna do? Crying doesn't solve anything. But I understand that you have to get it out. Right. So when you get through crying, come to me and we can talk about this and help each other. Right. But my wife, she's the perfect person that you want to go to when you're crying because she's gonna be like, Oh, it's okay. Da-da. I don't have I don't have that in me because I wasn't raised like that. And mainly I think because I was raised by my mom who was a single parent and 
her being a single parent she couldn't show weakness because that weakness would rub off on us you know what i mean but when you in a two-parent household you can have that dynamic you can have the stern father or mother and then you can have the sympathetic mother or father so you can have that balance and as a child you learn like oh you need to have a balance you know what i mean so i I think i i think growing up in a two-parent household can have its advantages you know so that you so it's well yeah it definitely has its advantages um but i sometimes i i look and sometimes i I feel like you know sometimes the wife is coddling too much doing like jamila do i think like sometimes just let them cry let them let them learn that long that hard lesson and it don't it doesn't take you to to coddle them all the time now don't get me wrong i i love you know one thing about me i i do want to hug my kids they don't want me they don't let me for my boys i want to kiss them on the cheek but i do want to <laughs> hug them and show them that daddy love them and and i care for them and that kind of that kind of calling to let them know that that part of of life is that's part of life you know what i'm saying oh to, yeah to have that affection and that's it's, it's good to have affection um yeah, that's true but sometimes you're wearing that that bad cop hat sometimes in that do in that two-parent home where you don't ever get a chance to put that put the the good cop hat on i should say right yeah no i because like i, I I had this talk with my youngest daughter she's 11 and um you know what I'm saying she came to me with her drawings and she's always drawing and and i you know what I'm saying I, I i encourage her to keep drawing and like you said i just want to say this I, I hug her all the time because i want her to know that affection part but when she comes to me with her drawing i'm like oh that was good you know what i mean like i'll say it's good but you could do better right and she'd look at me like really really dad and i'm like hey you know me. I'm gonna give it to you real. She, and I said that to her uh, the other day. And you know what she said to me? She was like, "I know. That's why I come to you with my stuff. So you tell me how it is." She's like, "Cause I know my mom is gonna tell me that it looks good no matter what." And when she told her mom that, she was like, "I do that." She was like, "Yeah, you don't ever tell me the truth all the time." Dad always said, <laughs> and I was like, "I'm sitting there like like in church, like just pumping my hands in the air, like yes, Lord, yes." Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, but <laughs> I don't get that. I don't get that because I I wear I tend to wear my level of forgiveness or my level of tolerance for for when you most feel multiple times it just it burns me right if i showed you thirteen thousand times and then you allow mom or dad to come in and rescue you then i i just you just have to let them fail and i i just think oh, yeah. i i'm more of the person that you know i'm going to teach you i'm going to take you by your hand i'm going to teach you and i'm going to guide you to a certain point and then at that point i'm going to let you fly but now if you're just halfway doing it because you just don't want to do it then that's not that don't cut the mustard with me at all i we gotta we gotta sit down and we gotta have a talk about this you know and at some point you know it may get a little physical but (laughs) you 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 have to be able to allow them to to i just want allow them the room to grow and part of growing is failing no i i think you're doing the right the right thing and one thing i've learned and it's probably more with girls. That's why a lot of people say I probably did good having girls because if I had boys, I'd be too hard on them. But one thing that I've learned over time is when I do something to my 
girls, whether it's discipline or I make this hard decision that, you know what I'm saying, that ruins their life if they, how they imagine, I, after I'm calmed down or whatever from the situation, I go to them and I explain, I say, hey, do you know why I said no? Or do you know why I did this or said that? And they will play it back to me. And I'll be like, oh, shoot, shoot, we on the same page. You know what I'm saying? So they understand. But I think, like, that's yeah. something that didn't happen to us as kids. Yeah. They, and I, our parents just did it. And that was it. Yeah. And I need to get better at that because I'm more of a old school type. Don't question why I said do something. And, um, and I'm like that, too. But I'm learning that I have to bend a little bit. So that's right. That, that's the thing I'm trying to do right. because I don't want my daughters to go because I, I feel like if if I'm that old school mentality for my daughters and, and like I said, it'd probably be different with boys, but for my daughters, I don't want them feeling like if they marry a man that if a man says this is oh no law, doubt that's what they're gonna go with. No doubt. You know what I mean? No doubt. And and that's that's just like with anything. It's like my wife is like teach them how to cook, and I do teach them certain things on how to. You know, we're gonna start from basics. And, oh, yeah. and if if I don't see where my younger two is not as advanced as my older one, then, well, daddy, why can't I do this? You know, like right now, they all are capable of working an oven. So if they get out in the world, they definitely can make something to feed themselves in the oven, right? But now the oldest one, he can cook stuff on the stove and the oven, right? So okay. those type of things is like, so why can't we do it? Because you're not there yet. You know, right, right. and I understand. I recognize you're not there, and it kind of hurt their feelings. But okay, if you want to learn how to do it, then let's follow these steps. You know what I'm saying? And then okay. when you yeah, get yeah. those steps, then we can. I feel more secure. Like I can tell my son right now. I can say, Hey, I need you to go put on a pot of water, put it on a ball, and let me know when it's boiling. Okay, Daddy. Okay. Because I know he's gonna be safe. You know what I'm saying? He's he's right. he's 14 years old, and he's gonna be safe. He's gonna be 15 now. He's gonna be to the point where he knows that I'm not gonna put my hand in his fire. With the other two, I don't know what them jokers gonna do. You know, right, right. <laughs> so <laughs> so you you have to have a each you you treat everybody differently, but you're trying to teach them on teaching the same. But everybody learns at different stages and different levels than he, than others. So sometimes it comes across as being mean, but that's but that you gotta you know I'm good at sitting there and telling them why that reason why i'm doing this but when it comes to me telling you to do something or you didn't do something if i told you to do it and you asking me why and i tell you to do something that that burns me up so i i don't know if i yeah. need to get better at that but hmm. explaining to them why this happens or why this may happen then yeah i'm good with that but i'm bad at if i tell you to do something and you ask me why oh that i have no oh yeah have no filter on that one yeah they ask you why i understand but my thing is like later on like once you do it if you go if you go back to them and just ask them like hey you know why i did that like a lot of times you'll see them because they'll you'll see what you instilled on them but like yeah i know because you did that because i didn't wash the dishes i didn't do this i didn't do that and you like oh shoot you 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 really listen to me i ain't think you was listening to me and you get it and a lot of times it's sometimes with me is after i had a drink or two you know i go talk, <laughs> i go in the room and talk to him because first thing i do when i walk in the room is like hey, you know you probably need to clean this up a little bit right but 
I'm not here for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's your past. Daddy's coming nice tonight. Right? You know what I'm saying? I'm let but, you make it. Yeah, but it, it, it works out good. But so, I got to get better at that. I got to get better. You know, so this is something I want to ask you, man. I, I, and, and I'm flipping the script real fast. We've been talking about the family. But this is something. And I got to give a shout out to my boy, uh, Will Crenshaw. Because, um, you know, he my boy. And he has his little segment, Question of the Day. And, you know what I'm saying? And he's in the group. So if y'all want to hit him up, hit him up. And he'll add you. But anyway, um, I want to get your, your opinion on this, right? So he had a he had somebody. I'm not uh, a a friend, I guess. I was gonna say a homeboy because we gonna know it's a we gonna know it's a dude by the time I get through this scenario. Because I I I'm gonna just walk y'all through this scenario as I was reading it because like this scenario just struck me and and for the first time I was just left in awe. Like it was something I wanted to say, being funny and just being me. But then I was like, nah, the brother's asking for help, so I need to pull back from <laughs> The insensitive side of you, too. <laughs> yeah, because let, let me get through the scenario, and then if anybody asks me, what what did your, what was your initial reaction, then I'll tell you. But uh, anyway, because <laughs> it's still funny to me. But uh, anyway, so he, said, but it's he, he, hit, he hits my boy up, Will. He hits the Will up and say, um, He's, so he's in anime and video games, right? So for people that don't know, anime is basically Japanese cartoons. And it, if you know any, if you don't know or if you know anything about the Japanese culture, Japanese likes they like young females, and so their cartoons are a little bit more racy than ours. You know what I mean? Okay. So so you tiptoeing, so I can imagine what this is about to be. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> So with that said, he was like, you know, he started watching anime, right? And bear with me, people, because I'm I'm going through the text and paraphrase, paraphrasing as I go through this story. So he's watching anime. He's watching the movies and the cartoon. And the women are starting to look attracted to him, right? The cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon women that he's watching are starting uh-huh. to look attracted to him. No problem. I mean, I've, I've heard of this before. Like, you know, some guys have the, the, uh, or some people, and not even guys, have the, what they call it, like a Furby fetish where people dress up in mascot uniform. But anyway, we're sticking to him. He, he's the, the women, the females in the cartoons are starting to look sexy. To him. You know what I'm saying? So he's, um, uh, he goes on like most guys do. You know, they'll, they'll look at some porn here and there. You know what I'm saying? Or some just every day. Women you know? do too now. Let's not get yeah. it twisted. Oh, you, you right. Maybe not you much right, as we right. do, but they 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 no, do. It's, it's probably equal. You think so? <laughs> it, yeah, well, I mean that's something we could ask. You know, that's another topic. But um, but yeah, I do think so. But anyway, um, so he he was looking at this anime porn, and some girls popped up popped up on the screen, right? And both of them, for PC version, had penises. So at first, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he 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 clicked on the anime porn on whatever porn site, and the anime characters, the females, had penis. 
Texas. But, you know, he was like, what the hell? So he turned it off because he was like, oh, no, nah, this ain't right. This good ain't job. Right. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I reading the text now, what happened later on? And this is my interpretation of it. He was like, wait a minute. He got curious and turned it on and, and watched it. You know, nothing wrong with that. Because right here at that point, nothing wrong with it. Because you look, <clears throat> you're looking at the females on the screen, even though it's animated. And you're like, oh, they're cute. But they have penises. But you were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me see where this is going first. You know, maybe he turned it back on to that. But this the part where it starts to get where we started getting that what what some people would call murky waters. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> he got aroused. Oh no. Oh no. Man, hey, hey, be with the man. He he's he's seeking help here. He's seeking okay. help. He says, uh, it's an anime cartoon. They're women, but they have penises. And they're having sex with each other. They look like beautiful women, but just that. They look like women, like beautiful women. So my friend asked, you know, Will, because I'm a Will, like I, I just gotta shout you out because you all in this, man. But um <laughs> <laughs> he, he on the hook now. <laughs> <laughs> but he cool. He 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 being Dr. Phil in this in this moment. So he cool. So he's asking, are, are they transsexual? You know, he he going into like 2019 with this shit. He like, so are they transsexuals? Are they men who identify as women? Because I would have never asked that. But anyway, um, he was like, yeah, but not as hard looking or noticeable. They look like women. And he, he and like I said, people, bear with me. I'm, I'm walking y'all through this. He started making in a habit of watching this type of porn. Oh my goodness. And he didn't see anything wrong with it himself. But at some point, at some point in this watching, he started questioning himself, right? And then from that, oh, it goes on, my brother. It goes on. From that point of watching the anime, which is a cartoon, so, you know, it's not real or whatever. He begins watching female porn. And just, I guess, just to break it down for the people that don't know, female porn are hermaphrodites. You know, you can look up the thing for hermaphroditis. Men or women born with. The show is taking a turn for the worse here. But continue. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to take y'all down this road that I was on. But uh, <laughs> that's a D road, bro. But this dude is straight heterosexual, right? That's what he said. He's been, he's never had any gay encounters, never thought about being gay or whatever. He's, he's married, he's married to a female, all that stuff. Um, you know, and he's like, he's starting to like this because the females look like women, but they have penises. But it reminds him of the anime. You know what I mean? And like I said, he's never had a gay encounter. So, his question is is a, it's a two part question okay so you pose that question to me or you just giving out his question in general I'm giving out his question in general because he, he posted to the group and wanted to know how the group felt 
And so I'm posing it to you and the listeners to see how y'all feel. He says, and like I said, this is two part. Do you think I'm gay because I watch that type of porn? You know, keep in mind, he loves his wife, never had a um, uh, encounter with any type of gay encounter. And would his wife feel some type of way by knowing that he watches this type of porn? And so that's the question. That's the question that he has to he has to pose to her. We can't answer that question. We can't think for her. She has to acknowledge that he is, and he has to allow her to acknowledge that he he's I don't know what you call it, attracted to this or curious about such anime like pornography. Like and curious. that's something they need to sit down together and delve into into that with I guess with a little professional help because I would be no help to him. Because for me, yeah, you have your attractions and and nothing of that is attracted to me. I mean, it's of my interest at all. You know what I'm saying? So I would be the wrong person to answer such a question. Um, Curiosity is, curiosity killed the cat, right? (laughs) Right. So there's nothing wrong with him, first of all, as a as a married person, something like that, you should be your both parties should be in knowledge of of what their likes and dislikes are, right? And accepting of their likes and dislikes, right? I like where you come from. I like where you coming from. So if she knows that's what he likes, and there's a difference between liking it and acting upon that like. And I think what you're saying wow. to me, I think it's more of it's leading down that road, right? Oh. It's, it's, it's coming from an ex, uh, uh, a curiosity to the point okay. where the cat's about to get killed, you know? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> for me, if it was something that I was into, then yeah, I would, say, I would tell my wife, you know what? I like this, blah, blah, blah. And she would be like, whatever. I wouldn't know what her reaction would be, um, but I can guess. Oh, you know. <laughs> but if she's okay with it and, and 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 willing to explore those feelings, which they should, whether they're good or bad, you know, so everything the truth hurts sometimes, and sometimes you gotta expose the truth for what it is and come to some kind of equal resolution of, of how we're gonna continue this on, you know. Because at this point, it's a habit for him. I mean, he finds himself always watching it, always doing it. Now it's a habit. True. You True. know what I'm saying? It's not nothing that was passing and you, uh, I mean, take a look at it and keep it moving. This is something mm-hmm. that you now, you know, you willingly and knowingly continuously doing. So now it's time to expose, you know, that reality to, to, to the people that are around you. Because if you got to hide it, then it, you know it's not good for you. You get what I'm saying? So if I got to hide something from my wife, then I know it's really not good for me to be doing it because I'm I'm ashamed of of allowing her to know what I like or don't like, whatever the case may be. So first of all, that's what he should do before he before he even seeks counseling or or help or asking um, you or or asking Will anything about it. The first conversation he should have had that's with his significant other. That's what I would say. Then we'll go from there. But I'm more sure he he reached out to Will 
to get an unbiased opinion from somebody who he doesn't have an emotional attachment to that can give him some kind of perspective on what's going on. Yeah, he and he even as he was like he wants, you know, he said I want you to share this with your group because I want to get their feedback. So it tells me that he's he's looking for help. So that's why I pulled back on that because he wanted honest opinions of everyone, the good, the bad, and the ugly is is exactly what he said. So, but reading this, you know, what I'm saying I had my funny comments, but I looked at it and I was like, you know. The brothers, you know, he just got, I don't know, like, I think, like, I mean, because you you were putting it in a nice way. And I, I think, like, in that porn world, you can go down so many rabbit holes. Yeah, I mean, it's just so much that you can, and, and a lot of times, a lot of times you can, let me use food for an analogy here. You don't know <laughs> what you like until you try it. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So he he didn't know what he liked. That's what I'm taking. That he didn't know that it even existed, and now he knows that it existed, and he's he's attracted to it. You know. So, but again, if you gotta hide it, then it's nine times ten. It's probably not good for you. But if you are a heterosexual, let's let's keep with the scenario. Because I mean, nobody asked. But I've just been waiting to get this out. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna be real with y'all. You know what I'm saying? When I first read it, I can't remember what movie or whatever it's from. <laughs> but I just want to say, and, and before I say this, everybody knows. Hey, I'm cool with everybody. I'm cool with the LGBT, the blacks, the whites, whatever. And all y'all get the jokes the same, right? <laughs> I don't discriminate on jokes. But I wanted to be like. Gay, <laughs> right? What I wanted to say. That's what you wanted to say, right? That I wanted to say, but when I kept reading my man's thing, I was like, okay, I see he really, he he really struggling with this. So let me pull back my laughter, but I still had to get that out. But anyway, um, I looked at it and I was like, damn, this dude is in a predicament because, like you said, like sexually, he don't know what he what he is. And he may be going through something. He, I'm not saying he's gay, and I'm not saying he's not, because if that turns you on, then maybe you are bisexual. But at some point, and and I can't, I can't lose to what you're saying. You have to bring your wife in on this because it's only fair to her to know. Like she has to make a decision whether she can deal with it or she can't. Right. Exactly. Because that's that's a big thing, you know what I mean. Because and, and, as a man, if you as a heterosexual man, if your wife just comes to you after all the years y'all been married and say, "Hey, I think I like women." Yes. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna make you probably feel some type of way. It, it will. I mean, even even vice versa. But it, it's just. You have to have that. You have to confide in somebody, you know. And I know that mm -hmm. emotional attachment, that that significant other emotional attachment. I don't want to do anything to disturb that. For me, with me and my wife, I don't want to do anything to upset the apple cart, right? So I, right. I, just, I get I get where the brother's coming from. And that's why I'm trying to be sensitive 
to what he's saying. And I would have, my thinking, my my thinking would have been gay, it's gay. But then, like you said, you read more, you read more, you read more, and you realize the brother's really struggling with something. Yeah. So I would want him to to be able to get an unbiased opinion or an opinion that's not attached to his emotions, right? Right. Because then you can deal with it better. And it may help the brother identify what he's going through and be able to articulate better to his wife what he's struggling with. But I would think if you have a significant other and you have, um, you, you guys are in it, you have a relationship with her or him or her like that, then you should, you should be able to, to tell your significant other when whether you good things or bad things it should be you know my, my wife's my best friend so i can tell her anything and she'll tell me you an idiot you know or oh, that yeah. makes sense you know and then we keep it moving but that's that's weird man like i said if, if it's <laughs> you don't know what you like until you're exposed to it you know so yeah and that and, that, and that's my thing I, I just but can you control it that's the question is it unhealthy but, is it unhealthy to we don't know too much porn is unhealthy no matter what kind you, it is it's unhealthy you already said it early it doesn't matter if he watches a little bit of porn medium porn or a lot of porn curiosity is gonna, gonna kill, kill that cat, cat. yeah it's already point. got him yeah <laughs> and not saying that he's gonna not saying he's gonna have sex or bisexual sex or whatever it may be to a point where he just wants to meet up with a uh, person who a uh, hemp uh, hermaphrodite you know what I'm saying someone who's born with a penis and a vagina right just to see uh, visually and in real life so at some point you it's gonna get you like you said curiosity kill the cat you're going to have to tell your wife. And I think like it's only fair that you tell your significant other this. And I'm not saying that's going to be easy. I, you might have to schedule some uh, counseling sessions. Yeah, and, yeah you're going to need a mediator. Yeah, you're going to need a mediator for this because that <laughs> yeah, might have yeah. – you don't know what the reaction is going to be. And you want it to be somebody who can – who can who have the knowledge and the, and the skill set to help articulate these feelings that that mm-hmm. person is having. And I'm not saying – that it's wrong to explore your feelings and explore what your likes are or dislikes. Who am I to say what's right and what's, what's wrong and what's normal, what's not normal, abnormal, right? But if there's a significant other involved in the situation, then that, yeah, you have to expose that to them. You have to tell them that the, my curiosity is starting to get the best of me. And I may need to seek some counseling. I may need to seek some help to to deal with this issue but that is that's out there brother that's out there it is man and you know what i'm saying i, I liked it like i i just liked it because it was weird and i was like hey this is something that you know what i'm saying like i i can make jokes about all day but then when i saw the brother was really struggling with it struggling with it i was like okay brother like you you got some issues that you need to deal with and part of those is with your significant other like you you because like eventually we come to grasp you know or you know deal with what we have internally our internal structure we eventually learn how to do uh, deal with that but the problem that we have is when other people are involved that we don't 
deal with them appropriately and those people wind up getting hurt and lingers on for them for years or however long and then they have problems so i think if we bring them in earlier we could knock out a lot of those problems but i just thought that was an interesting thing and i was like normally i can come up come to a conclusion but i was like damn i don't know how i will handle this like so you is, I, is it compelled you to take it to wax <laughs> yeah it did because I, I was just one i commend the brother for coming out like that like when i say coming out i'm saying coming out publicly just acknowledging i mean to have the trust in uh old boy will to uh even you know even put it out there for him to put it out there publicly but two just to i mean like to me that was a big step to say like hey man i got this problem and i need help and we always talking about mental health in the black community so to me that was like a big, big step because i think that's what we need to do and with that i'm gonna use this moment to promote the talker brothers mailbag you know if y'all got issues like this that's what we want we want you to bring it to us so we can put it out there and help everybody with this you know what i'm saying so you know i just i just like that and i commend the brother for um taking that stance you know what i mean he's uh well yeah i mean i'm, I'm always i'm a big proponent for mental health i think mental health is solely underrated especially in the black community and this is playing with his mind and you know how it goes if, if once the mind goes the body will follow um so i definitely want him to get in a better space so that he can deal with this because i mean you know i don't want that curiosity to kill that cat you know oh for sure for sure but let's get to these shout outs my brother i want to give a shout out to uh rodney robinson uh he was uh, a person in the community that saw that juveniles were going to jail faster and he has now he took a job to become a juvenile te you know teacher and he's become the juvenile detention educator of 2019 teacher of the year so big shout out to him for taking that step up man and then i want to give a shout out to 11 year old jaquil uh jackson he's helped more than 20 uh 20 000 homeless people he saw that the homeless people in uh chicago uh weren't doing good and he took a stand and 11 year old people so if he did it it's, we should be able to jump in and do it too so shout out to him and then i want to give a shout out to celebrity interior designer nikki chu who creates curriculum for design mecca and it's an online learning platform for students so shout out to those three man they they doing big things and I always say man like if you're looking for something to do when we do these shout outs look at these people man see how you can help see how you can help your homeless see how you can help your juvenile delinquents and uh, better them and just see how you can inspire people man exactly so, big shout outs so we went long we went over a little bit but that's okay uh smash wanted to take us to the dark side today so i did man. <laughs> and, and, it, I, and, and i'm i'll tell you why and this this will be part of my closing remarks man all right a lot of times you know in in our community we we think about things man but we we're scared to share what we think about because we're in, in you know in the black community we judge hard I mean, we're, we're so petty that we just hard on your potato salad. You know what I mean? Your coleslaw. Facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, But that's, that's justifiable, though. That's justifiable. It, it is. But <laughs> this, this, is what, this is what we do at Talker Brothers. We want you to bring those, those things that you struggle with. No names. 
no implications we we just gonna put it out there and and see how it go we're gonna get your opinion and that's what we want to do man we want to grow as a family and we want to get stronger as a talker brother family so that's my closing remarks brother that's all you got i mean i could say more but you know i think you said enough for the day brother no i think it's a good show it was so listeners reach us out on facebook instagram twitter uh, make sure you join the group. There's always some stimulating conversation there. Um, you can find us. If you first, if you're tuning in, go back to the past episodes, listen to those past episodes as well. We also going to have the mailbag coming out uh, this weekend into the group and onto the page. And like he said, you know, jump in, feel free to leave comments and, and we'll definitely talk about them on the show. With that being said, much love and we out. Peace. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership, I am the mothership connection. Getting down in 3D.